welcome in. It's the PFF betting podcast, post week three NFL, post week four college football. We got Eric Eager joining with us. We're going to be talking about some early college football action. We're going to be talking a little bit about some look ahead uh, NFL bets for week four as well. But Eric, first, we got to just recap uh, a little bit about where we're heading from. How was week three NFL, week four college football? Well, uh, you know, the, the, uh, we did not do great in NFL. I don't uh, by any stretch of imagination. I don't know if we've. I'm George and I have had winless weeks, but our, our this week we were one in five, including uh, donking the under in this game. I don't necessarily think the under was that bad of a play, uh, but you get two defensive touchdowns. So over. Um, yep. You also, I mean, you did get the one called back, but I think the under actually hits in this game uh, if the Eagles just punt uh, when they have fourth and forever, uh, and instead of taking a sack. Uh, and then allowing a th- you know thirty yard touchdown drive to go over by the Dallas Cowboys. So um, that you know, but but uh, you know the interesting thing is, and again, I, I don't want to belabor this. We talked about it on the on the forecast, but every single bet we had this week, except for this total uh, on Sunday Night Football um, and the total in the Jets Denver game, every single side we bet got a point or more of closing line value. So you know, ultimately, um, you know, if you're moving with the markets. Or you're or you're, you're you're getting value at the end of these picks. Um, oftentimes, that's a good thing. And even though uh, Greenline did not do great on close, um, we did have a, a bunch of games. Uh, sort of looking at the games that closed better. Um, you know, clo- we had a pick early and then it closed. You know, for example, Cincinnati uh, against the spread against Pittsburgh, also under in that game. All of those closed where we didn't see value, uh, but ultimately those would have won or those did win. Um, you know, same thing, uh, you know, uh, at other spots across the board as well. Miami, for example, that closed, um, you know, uh, to the point where we wouldn't want to bet it. But early on, that showed value on Miami um, before it was bet down. So I think the fundamentals are fine, as I told George on the on the forecast. Um, but the, the results certainly were uh, not great. And uh, to couple that with our CFL bet on Friday night, where I think we got the best of it. We got the closing line value. And ultimately, we had one of the worst sequences uh, that we've ever had. Uh, that that right. was not great. Um, but yeah, and then and NCAA Green Line there was up ten units this week. That's really good. Um, the player prop stool was positive this week, and if you would have bet in proportion to the edge, you would have been up eighty units in the player prop tool. Um, this is the second consecutive week of numbers like that. Last week, if you would have flat staked the player props tool, it would have been up twenty units or so. And if you would have bet with the edge, uh, you're talking in a similar number as this week. And that uh, I have to look actually just what I reported uh, to George there. But uh, but yeah, it, it was a, a rough week on the NFL side, except for the player props and a good week everywhere else. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's kind of been the trend it has been. I unfortunately haven't necessarily been picking out the best plays to identify from the props tool. I think uh, that's more a reflection on some of the things that I need to improve upon. Uh, but it was, you know, definitely a learning experience in week three for how good college football went. I do think NFL uh, was the exact opposite. I do agree with you. Can, the Canadian Football League bet on Friday was definitely like a harbinger of things to come in here, come here on Sunday and Monday. But we are moving on. I don't think Thursday can get here soon enough, thankfully. I'm ready to do, uh, you know, whatever sacrifices George is going to come up with here. I know we talked a little bit about that on the forecast, so I'm excited to see uh, what we can do to kind of turn this train around because I do think it's going to happen here sooner rather than later. So let's move on, Eric. We got week four NFL 
week five college football. We got some pretty good matchups in college football, actually. I do think we found a lot of value on PFF's NCAA's Green Line product early on in the day. I do think we've already gotten some decent line movement in that direction. I think if you are betting early in the week, some you know hitting on some of these college football bets right away uh, has definitely been uh, the most profitable strategy that I've had here to start 2021 NFL season and the college football season. So let's see what do you what kind of immediately jumps out to you uh, on this college football slate. What are you kind of seeing as far as your favorite bets right now? Yeah, one of the things I was looking at because the Thursday night football we have a game, but obviously. Um, yeah, but we don't necessarily have a bet on it. But one of the things I did want to point out was if you look at pff.com, you look at you and my, well, specifically, I think it was, uh, you have the, 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 um, uh, the byline here, but, uh, the college football betting guide, uh, we had uh, Miami's under that very much looks like a, a send there. Um, if you, if you bet with us on that, they are, uh, laying four against, uh, Virginia on Thursday. We don't see much value there. Um, but if you are on Miami uh, on that under that we, we gave out at the beginning of the season, um, you know, that this might be a place like, let's say they get behind, you can get an in-game hedge or something. Um, but, you know, I, I kudos to our simulation, which has thus far identified a lot uh, of potential. And, and speaking of, this was a game, you know, this is a team that we liked a lot going into the offseason. We stuck our neck out uh, against Iowa State and for Iowa. And now... Uh, uh, our PFF uh, power rankings have Iowa as one of the top teams after sort of the elite teams to make the college football playoff. The They were laying three uh, at Maryland on Friday night. Now it is another laying four. Um, so the, so no, not as much value there um, in, in that game. But that's one uh, to monitor if people buy back some Maryland. Um, you complement that with some buyback on Iowa. So those are sort of like the early week games. You only get really four. Um, there and then there's like a bevy of really interesting ones. I bet I want your opinion here. Um, Circa Sportsbook, we we cite them a lot. Um, they are a very uh, I think respectable group in that they take big bets. They don't limit customers. Um, you know more than they don't limit any customers more than other customers. Right. And they hung a number that said Alabama was favored by 20 um, in this game uh, against Ole Miss. You and I, by the way, have a Matt Corral. I think it was like, uh, like thirty to one ticket to win the Heisman or Heisman. something like that, looking pretty good right now. Um, this number has been bet all the way down to fourteen and a half. Um, at some point, you have to see value in Alabama, right? Because um, you know the reason why Circa hung it that way is that there are power rankings that have Bama twenty points better than a Mississippi State or Mississippi. Right. I'm sorry, and, and including ours. So. Um, do, do you at some point want to lay the money, lay lay some money on Alabama here, laying over two touchdowns? Yeah, definitely. And I do think with the market direction where it's already gone, uh, the key numbers that have already moved past it, and now it's kind of coming up in that minus fourteen number. I do think waiting is definitely uh, the approach that I think is going to be the most worthwhile at this point in time. I don't think the number is going to get going to re- rebound back, right? I do think we're going to probably see minus 14 and a half hold. If not, we could see minus 14. That would be obviously the ideal spot to enter in. Get some Alabama minus 14. Uh, I think is the best, you know, the correct spot. I do think Ole Miss just a little bit overvalued at this point in time. Obviously, Matt Corral has played uh, exceptionally well, but I do think that Alabama is just on a completely different playing field than the rest of the college football teams in 2021. I think they're only going to show that here on Saturday night. So I definitely think Alabama minus 14 and a half 
could wait just a little bit longer, get a my minus 14, I think would be probably uh, one of my favorite bets of the weekend. So we will see. Do you think it's going to get down to minus 14, I guess, is the next question. I think there's probably going to be buyback. Um, but at the same time, like, people love Ole Miss. I mean, Matt Corral love them. was the favorite for the Heisman at some point relatively recently. Um, and, and, you know, he certainly has earned it. He had, does not have a turnover-worthy play yet this year. Uh, Ole Miss is over a quarter of an expected point, both running and passing, whereas Alabama is mostly the passing game so far. Um, total on this game is 79, so you're going to see um, a, a lot of points. Last time these two teams faced, Ole Miss put up a good effort, um, but ultimately there was only, you know, basically Alabama got the ball and they scored a touchdown every single time they got it except for one. So uh, they only left literally 40 yards or 50 yards of total offense on the field the entire game. So... Uh, this is one where, you know, we've seen their defense improve. Um, you know, we currently power rate the offense for Ole Miss higher than Alabama's, but the defense for Ole Miss, we're still lay, lay, leaning on the priors a little bit. Um, you know, so if Alabama can get a stop or two, you know, and their offense can sort of round into form, uh, it might be hard for Ole Miss to keep up in this one. Yeah, definitely. I like that quite a bit. We have, you know, Ole Miss 12th out of 14 teams in our opponent just a defensive grade. I think, obviously, like Eric said, that could be the differentiator. If they're not able to stop Alabama whatsoever, at some point, Alabama is going to get off the, is going to stop Ole Miss offense. I do think they're going to do it enough times to probably cover a 14-point spread. So I do think that is the best play here. I do have a couple other early week ones. I know you touched on Iowa already. Minus three spot I really like. UNC Duke, under 69 and a half. Uh, do you think that that is a game that's probably going to play under here? Do you kind of want to split that one out, or how are you feeling about that matchup? Man, that one's tough. Duke last week, I believe their game was one. Let me let me remind myself. There were two games um, last week. Yeah, so their game, 85 points in that game. We like the under in that one. That one was a loser for us. Um, you know, they they lost to Charlotte. Um you know they're not they're not a great football team, but they they they're playing high scoring games. UNC is a team who whose games other than last week. You look at you look North Carolina last week. They had like a prime opportunity um, to to sort of uh, you know do things uh, in the ACC and lost by three over three touchdowns to Georgia Tech. Um, the previous game to that they they had a game that was ninety eight points. Um, that that's a total I sort of want to stay away from, even though it's high. Um, you know, you could very much see you know UNC laying an egg a little bit, a la what they did against Virginia Tech. Um, but uh, in this one, I'm probably going to stay away just because I don't know if the UNC's defense is good enough to like s completely suppress Duke, and you know Duke isn't good enough to suppress UNC. So it could just be one of those like 55-30 games, uh, right. in which case you're holding an under ticket. That's a loser. Loser, yep. And six nine and a half thirty has moved up some to seventy point five. So I already missed out on potentially some line movement already. Kind of showing that you know the market's moving against it. I do think that is maybe a spot to back off. If I do want to get your thoughts on one more college football matchup, I'm kind of intrigued with Michigan Wisconsin. We have Michigan fourth overall in our ELO rankings for the Big Ten. Wisconsin eight. Michigan is a one point favorite on the road right now at this point in time. We show just a little bit of value in Michigan. Do you think that is the correct play in this Big Ten matchup? Absolutely. I think Wisconsin is terrible. And, yeah. you know, I know that they they gave Notre Dame a game uh, for much of that game. And obviously it got away from them at the end because Graham Mertz couldn't stop throwing it to the other team. Notre Dame right now 
uh, is an underdog um, to Cincinnati. So that shows you sort of like how bad, you know, Notre Dame was, how out to lunch the odds makers were making Notre Dame six and a half point dogs in a neutral field to Wisconsin. Wisconsin did not play well against Penn State, did not play well against Notre Dame. Um, you know, they're very much like on the outside looking in right now in the Big Ten. Michigan, I'm not saying Michigan's back and I'm not saying Michigan's, uh, you know, a great team. They let Rutgers hang around last week. Um, but I do think that they're good enough to to win this football game, uh, even if it is on the road. Um, they're just better at, at the most important positions. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 in any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs for all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. NFL Week 3 is in the books, which means PFF has data and grades for every single player who logged a snap last week. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Our player prop tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Check out the highest-graded players from Week 3 and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for Week 4. I mean, that's basically it at this point in time. So let's transition a little bit. Let's talk some a very little bit of Week 4 NFL. I know you and George already covered it extensively in the forecast. Make sure you check out the PFF forecast from yesterday. Eric and George also wrote up uh, their favorite early week spread bets. A couple have already moved in your direction. Uh, um, for example, Seattle's now plus 2.5. It is a plus price against San Francisco. Do you think... Uh, Still betting Seattle at plus two and a half, getting that plus 105 range. Do you think that's still uh, a solid early week bet coming up here against San Francisco? Uh, I think at this point, no. You take the three and a half you got with the with the Seahawks and you say thank you very much. People betting in there, that makes sense a little bit. Um, if anything, I'd probably lay it with San Francisco, you know, if it got to, you know, my, maybe a flat two and a half. It probably won't there. The other one that's interesting after tonight's game, I mean, we laid – Five and a half with the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs haven't covered. They've covered one game against the spread since middle since before their bye week last year. Um, now it's seven and a half after watching the Eagles' performance tonight. Andy Reid revenge game. His, his second such event. He's two and zero, um, both ATS and uh, straight up against Philadelphia in his career as a coach. So I like that one as well. There was one we talked about on the forecast that we didn't bet. The New York Giants getting eight and a half. It is now seven and a half on Pinnacle. So that one's nice as well. Um, the interesting line movement that we that we saw as a as you know tonight was sort of licensed for people to bet Dallas. Dallas was only a three and a half, I believe, point favorite, maybe four and a half. Uh, now it's five um, against Carolina, despite the fact that Carolina has the rest advantage there. Um, one that's interesting, Ben. I don't know if, if we've talked about this at all. 
but the Vikings opened as a favorite against Cleveland at home. Um, now Cleveland's two-point favorites. Again, it's very much like that Tampa Bay um, versus uh, L.A. game where the home team opens a short favorite, um, and then it gets flipped over zero, but not through any key numbers. Yeah, it was, that was kind of an overreaction, right? Because I do think the preseason line and what we saw before uh, Sunday kickoff game, it did have Cleveland as either a one-and-a-half or two-point favorite. I think people were impressed with the Vikings' performance, enough to at least reopen the line at a slightly different number. But that those gyrations in between zero probably just don't really matter. Between the threes don't really matter uh, quite as much as people give them credit for. I still like Cleveland quite a bit in this matchup, right? I do think, obviously, Kevin Stefanski going back to Minnesota. It's going to be on his A game. I think, you know, we saw a really good performance from Kirk Cousins, but I'm not ready to, uh, um, you know, use that in my projection process here going forward, right? I do think they're probably still close to the team that we saw the first two weeks of the season uh, than what we saw in week three. I do think Seattle's defense is uh, not necessarily up to par uh, with a lot of, you know, even what they're going to face in Cleveland this weekend, but especially a lot of the other defenses around the league. So I think I need to see it from Kirk Cousins one more week. If I was leaning in any one direction, I would definitely be leaning on Cleveland uh, before they become a field goal favorite. How are you kind of sizing up this matchup? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, look, Kirk, Kirk Cousins has played about as well as he's ever played. Um, and there, there's really no bones about it. Um, he's looked fantastic. Um, the The question I have when it, when it comes to uh, the Minnesota Vikings here is can their defense hold up? Because I just don't know necessarily if their defense is going to be able to hold up um, against some of the truly elite teams uh, sort of in the NFL. Um, and Cleveland represents that. Um, right. And so are they going to be able to stop the run? Are they going to be able to put pressure on Baker Mayfield? Are they going to be able to cover Odell Beckham Jr.? You know uh, that Stefanski really likes to blow the lid off of, you know, te- you know, uh, you know, he, he really likes to blow the lid off of teams, you know, insofar as sort of their, um, uh, you know, the, the, you know, they really do press the edge a lot with, with some of these, with some of these, uh, you know, teams. And so, I, I think that that's really it. If they get ahead of Minnesota, like Kirk Cousins has played really well. Like that's a yeah. that's a that's a leak there where a lot of these teams are starting rookie quarterbacks. Let's say you bet them, you know, plus ten or so. Like there's no guarantee that any of these teams are, are coming back, and that's an that's an important uh, you know that's an important aspect of it. So um, I, I'll, I'm really interested to see what sort of happens here. Yeah, this might be you know the best game on the early slate. I do agree with you. Do you think? Uh... Do you think the Browns are or should be priced as the second or third best team in the AFC, kind of moving out of week three at this point in time, uh, maybe overtaking Baltimore? Do you think they were tied with Baltimore in the Super Bowl odds, uh, fourth in the AFC conference? Would you move them up uh, above Baltimore and potentially above Buffalo at this point in time, or you still think they're the fourth best team in the AFC? Uh, I, I think they're probably in that conversation. Like, I think that they're probably, you know, if you put a neutral field put them on a neutral field, they're probably favored against the Ravens. Um, So, you know, in that respect, I don't know if our model is going to do that. I mean, the rape, but the Ravens, uh, you know, say what you want about Kansas city. I think like, again, like a lot of these discussions, you look and say, okay, well, they barely beat Detroit. So how good can they really be? Um, But that, that's an important, you know, they, they, they've have not looked great uh, most of the time of season, especially when they've gone on the road. Um, So, whereas Cleveland, you know, has, has been, has had uh, put some game efforts together and, and has won games uh, that I think are, are very impressive. Now, yeah. um, does that mean that you know that that's super indicative moving forward of what they're going to end up being? Maybe not. 
Um, but uh, but I do think they deserve uh, a, a great deal of our respect. Let's go. Yep, I I think I'm definitely on board with that at this point in time. So we will see. Things are kind of shaping up nicely in the player prop market. Or sorry, in the uh, in the futures market for these NFL teams. Make sure you check out the PFF NFL Power Ratings tool. Uh, we are going to have our simulation results basically up early tomorrow morning, along with PFF Green Line. All the available uh, week four bets that you want for NFL college football is already available. Uh, the NCAA Power Ratings tool is already available as well. If you're doing some you know future shopping in the college football market. We do have some opportunities in that as well. So make sure you check out all the great tools we have at PFF.com. From Ben Brown, joined by Eric Eager, we appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.